And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, yeah, just me today. I'm doing a solo show today. No guest. Uh, I'm going to be doing some listener mail. Got a ton of outstanding questions over on Twitter in the last 24 hours or so. Um, I will try to get to all of them. I don't know if I'll have time to get to every question, but I will do my best. I'll give it the old college try. Um, yeah, before I get to listener mail, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, um, I'm going to get to listener mail in just a second, but I wanted to touch briefly on, on uh, the ongoing Black Lives Matter riots, um, kind of give an update on that front. Um, look, I, I'm just over Black Lives Matter. I'm over it, ladies and gentlemen, and you should be as well. Um, at this point, anybody who supports Black Lives Matter has completely discredited themselves and should be just ignored. I mean, this movement is pure evil, and, and you saw this over the weekend. Uh, I, I believe Saturday night it was. Two cops in, in Los Angeles were ambushed, shot in the head when they were sitting in in their patrol car. Black Lives Matter rioters then followed them, followed the ambulance to the hospital and tried to kill them at the hospital, right? They were, they were blocking the ER doors, trying to get to them, uh, chanting things about how, how they're going to murder all cops one by one and that they hope these cops die. Uh, I believe both, uh, despite being shot in the head, both cops are actually still alive. Uh, they're in critical condition, but they are still alive. Um, and then last night in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, a black man w- was beating his mother, his own mother, uh, his sister, called the cops, and when the cops came, uh, the man grabbed a knife and tried to murder the cop with a knife and was shot uh, and killed for his troubles. Um, Black Lives Matter proceeded to riot and, and burn down Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I, are you over Black Lives Matter yet? <laughs> okay, and if not, uh, if you're listening to the show and you still support BLM, uh, when? Like, What do you need to see uh, to convince you that these people are evil monsters? Okay, like... In, in any normal world, um, seeing the violence, the murders. I mean, there's been like 30 people killed at Black Lives Matter riots so far. In any sane world, I mean, this movement would be done. Okay, they've discredited themselves. Right, what do you need to see uh, to be convinced these people are evil monsters? I mean, this man in Pennsylvania last night, he tried to kill a cop with a knife. And the cop shot him in self-defense. Like, if cop... Look, I, I have all kinds of problems with the militarization of police. I, you know, like, I, I think we need to rethink a lot of how modern policing works. Like, I have a big problem with how the cops do their jobs. I'm not this, like, boot-licking like, what, boomer. You know, you know what I mean? But, like, wh- what are we doing? I mean, they, this guy tried to kill a cop with a knife, and the cop shot him in self-defense. If a cop can't use force in self-defense, when can they use force? Like... I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, we're at, we're at the point where Black Lives Matter believes. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, just tweet at me. I, I don't know what else to think at this point. I, I think this organization, Black Lives Matter, believes 
that if you're black, you should be immune from law enforcement no matter what. Like, if you're an African-American, you should be allowed to commit any and all crimes up to and including rape and murder. And you should not be shot or you should not go to jail. Okay? Like, it, they're, they're, they're saying this man is a martyr and they're trying to make him a hero in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they're, they're burning the city down. Why? This guy was beating his mother. His own sister calls the cops. The cops get there and he attacks the cop with a knife. Like, he should absolutely be shot. I mean, this is not George Floyd. George Floyd, you know, the, the cop kneeled on his neck for eight minutes and he died. That is way different than this guy in, in, in Pennsylvania attacking the cop with a knife and the cop shooting him in self-defense. These are not the same thing. Okay, Michael Brown in Ferguson, who punched a cop in the face and grabbed the cop's gun and got shot for his troubles, that is not the same as Breonna Taylor, who was shot when she was laying in bed after a no-knock warrant. Okay, one's a good shoot, one's a bad shoot. These people are so stupid... Or they're so, they're they're so dishonest that they're trying to pretend that every single situation where a person is shot by a cop or a black person, they don't really care when a white person shot by a cop. But they try to make it sound like any time a black person shot by a police officer, it's it's all the same. It's all unjustified use of force. That's just not true. Anybody with a brain knows that. So I I don't really know what to think at this point about Black Lives Matter. Short of they believe it, it truly seems to me. Correct me if I am wrong. It's, it seems to me that Black Lives Matter believes that if you're black, you should be allowed to commit whatever. It's like the purge, but only for black people and all the time. Like, BLM believes that black should be able to commit any and all crimes with, with no recourse. I, I don't know. That must be the goal of this movement, right? I'm over it. I'm over Black Lives Matter. They're an evil communist terrorist organization, and and anybody who supports them have completely, at this point, discredited themselves. I don't don't really know what else to say at this point. All right, let's jump right into listener mail. Uh, First question, Um, you're the president's new campaign manager. What do you change or keep going through November? Same question for the Biden campaign. Um. Yeah, I mean, good question. With the Trump campaign, I guess just the same stuff I've been talking about for three and a half years on this show, you know, like dial back the crazy Twitter stuff, stop the unforced errors. Like I, the president had a, a rally in Nevada uh, over the weekend, which is, you know, great, good. He should. You know, he lost Nevada by like four or five points, I think, you know, maybe he thinks that's a state he can flip and, and you know, God bless him. Uh, and I have no problem with the president holding indoor rallies. Obviously, I think people have the right to decide to go to a rally or not. If they, you know, they're worried about COVID, stay home. Um, you know, obviously, churches should be open. Sporting events should have fans. You know, let people make their own decisions. But like, obviously, the majority of Americans are super duper scared. Um, some justifiably, if you're you know young and healthy, not so justifiably. Um, but look, I mean, the press—he's just handing the press a hammer to hit him over the head with, withholding this into a rally. Like if one guy gets the virus and dies, you know, whether they got it at the rally or not, they're going to literally call Trump a murderer for it. So just hold the rallies outdoors. You know, it's, it's annoying. It's stupid. It's inconvenient, but just hold the rallies outdoors and just give the press one less thing. I mean, the press will just make up crap and, and to hammer Trump with anyway, don't give them a legitimate reason to criticize you. Just, it's unnecessary. It's an unforced error. 
and and just keep highlighting the accomplishments of of the Trump administration. I mean, <laughs> Trump <laughs> Trump is helping bring peace to the Middle East. For goodness sakes, let me just constantly tweet about that, not about, you know, random other things that aren't important. And honestly, the Biden, same question for the Biden campaign. I'm just putting myself in the position of, you know, I'm Joe Biden's campaign manager. And obviously this would be horrible and evil, and I hope this doesn't happen. It would be just horrible for the American people. But, you know, if I were running Biden's camp, I mean, I wouldn't let this man outside. I mean, I would I would come up with an excuse to not debate. I'd say, you know, Donald Trump's a Nazi and I refuse to debate Nazis. And then the press would be like, yeah, see, don't don't normalize Trump by debate. And like, the press will run cover for the Biden team no matter what they do. So I would just make up excuses to not let Joe Biden outside of his house until November 4th. I mean, just as little public exposure as possible anytime he does an interview. I mean, he did the interview with Jake Tapper last week, and Jake Tapper is a you know, it's his, he just carries water for the Democratic Party. I mean, he's trying to give Joe Biden a, a softball interview, and he still fell apart. I mean, if he can't handle an interview from CNN, my goodness. I mean, I would just come up with any excuse necessary to keep this man in his basement. Uh, next question. What's your take on WAP, WAP, um, and the fight between Cardi B and Candace Owens? Okay. First of all, I refuse to listen to that dumb song, Wap, Wap, Wap. Uh, I mean, hearing Ben Shapiro read the lyrics was torture enough. I actually don't want to hear the real song. Um, and I, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to click on an article discussing a a beef between Candace Owens and a rapper. <laughs> okay, Like, first, I'll never care what a rapper thinks about anything ever. Um and I really don't care what Candace Owens thinks about anything ever either. I, I'm sure she's doing some good. I mean, God bless her. If, if she can convince black folks that they don't have to vote Democrat, I mean, awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. Um, I mean, I, I get that. But, you know, Candace doesn't seem particularly thoughtful to me. I, there's just so many voices on the right, so many commentators on the right, pundits that are worth listening to who are a lot smarter than Candace Owens. I, uh, all right, I'm trying not to punch right and trying not to just crap on Candace Owens. And I, I don't even mean her specifically, but like her and Charlie Kirk and, and kind of these these guys, a lot of these young conservative commentators. Like I, I'm kind of in the weeds here. If you're not a Christian, you might not know what I'm talking about. But the the analogy I, I use, it's like they're like a like a mega church, you know, where they, they kind of get people into the doors with like a good band, you know, and uh the preaching, it's not wrong. It's like they're still preaching the gospel, but it's like, it's it's deep as a mud puddle. It, it's it's kind of surface level stuff. They're not like really doing deep dives into theology or anything. Um, and and that that's kind of what they seem, like Candace Owens seems like to me. Like I, I have no use for a megachurch. Like I'm a professional singer and guitar player. Like I'm a better rock and roll guy than than the worship team at some mega church, trust me. <laughs> and, you know, I've been a Christian a long time. I don't want the surface level, you know, prosperity gospel kind of teaching. Um, I, I want I want the real stuff, the, the heavy hitting stuff, you know. So I just don't have any use for mega churches, and I don't have any use for somebody like Candace Owens. I, that's the difference between Candace Owens and somebody like Thomas Sowell. Okay, this is the difference between Charlie Kirk and... and Andrew Clavin, you know what I mean? I'd rather I'd rather listen to people that are going a little bit deeper, like the surface level stuff. I just don't really, you know, have any use for it. 
and not, not to just crap on Candace specifically, but there's a lot of people that kind of fit into that category for me. Um, do you listen to the Callahan podcast or the Kirk Mini Minihan Minihan show? Um, I've never heard of either one of these podcasts, to be honest. Um, I'll try to check out one of them this week. <laughs> Send me a DM on Twitter. Uh, let me know which one you prefer, and I'll check it out. Honestly, I've never heard of either one of those podcasts, so I'm always open to checking out new stuff. So uh, shoot me a message. Let me know which one I should check out, and I will definitely uh, try to get to it. Are you a fan of pork tender, Lawrence? <laughs> um, dude, all right. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm really not a big pork fan. You know, I'm, I'm actually not. I love bacon, of course. Um, maybe I just suck at cooking pork. I mean, maybe that's a me issue, not a not a pig issue. But it just dries out so fast, man. Tenderloins, chops, roasts, they're just too dry for me. Um, I mean, I love ribs. I love bacon. But... Man, it's just hard. Like, I'll cook pork occasionally, but it's like when you can just cook beef or deer or fish, I mean, why? (laughs) You know what I mean? Unless it's like wrapped in bacon or something, it's just going to dry out. So I'm not even a big pork tenderloin fan. I'm not a, I don't know, not a fan. I mean, my neighbor's always out. He's got a big old industrial-sized smoker. He's always smoking pork butts and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, if you smork, if you smork pork, smoke pork, it's going to taste good, but... I don't know, just like throwing a pork tenderloin in the oven. It just never works out for me. What's your take on them remaking Golden Girls? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I obviously didn't know that they were doing that, but, uh, I mean, they better replace all the white women with non-binary, transgendered gay Muslims, or I'm out. This is 2020, for goodness sakes. Uh, what are some personal and or professional goals uh, you have on the docket for yourself? Potentially speak on past goals that you've accomplished. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I haven't really talked about like myself a whole lot <laughs> lately uh, on the show, but um, you know, most of my accomplishments uh, accomplishments professionally are in the music business. Obviously, my band um, Southbound Fearing, we have I, I believe five, six, five or six, I think six, um, top ten radio singles in Billboard magazine. Um, obviously, I'm really proud of that. We won a radio performance award from our publisher, CSAC, um, which represents like one-third of the music business. Um, for our song, Easy Way Out, back in uh, 2014, that was our biggest hit thus far. Um, you know, we, we've done big tours with Grammy Award winners and, and all that stuff. You know, I, obviously, in terms of music, I want a number one single. You know, I've never had a number one before. You know, I want a number one album. You know, I want to tour Europe. Like, right now, we, we've played in 46 states, I think, but we've only played in the United States. You know, we've never toured Europe. Um, we, we had a European tour booked that was actually canceled by the Russian invasion of Crimea. That's a long story for another day. <laughs> I will, I'll explain. It's, I, I can't say I'm the only, we're the only rock and roll band to have a, a tour canceled by a Russian invasion, but, um, I, I'll, I'll get to that on another podcast, I think. Um, but you know, like, I guess it's both personal and professional, but, um, you know, obviously the goal, uh, is that, eventually I'm able to provide for my family with just the band and this show, the band and this podcast. Like I, I, I want to do, uh, I want to be a full-time creator. You know, I want to just this show and the band, if I could focus on that full-time, you know, 50 hours a week, I would love that. Uh, I'm pretty far off from being able to do that right now. Obviously the pandemic really doesn't help. Um, <laughs> kind of mitigated a lot of progress I was making on, on that front. But you know, I, I, uh, I'll freelance for political campaigns uh, aside from just music and the, the podcast and, you know, I'll drive for Uber and Lyft and stuff like that to make more money on the side. Right now I'm, 
I'm on unemployment, you know, um, because obviously with this pandemic and the, the state shutting everything down, uh, it hurt us, it hurt us pretty bad here in Ohio. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like professionally speaking, I, I would love to do this show, um, and, and the band South on fearing full time and not have to work like five jobs, <laughs> you know, like that's definitely the goal, uh, professionally. So I, I hope and pray I can get there sooner than later. Um, uh, how much did you laugh during the Biden ads? Well, aside from the blatant lying, uh, they ha- there hasn't been anything too comical in the Biden ads. But man, have you guys noticed? I was I was hanging out with my brother yesterday, and like we're just I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. But have you guys noticed that Joe Biden sounds terrible in his television ads? I mean, he's in a recording studio reading a script, and he can barely hold it together. I mean, it's like man, I mean. <laughs> I don't know who's green lighting this stuff, but man, if he can't hold it together reading off a script in a recording studio, then I don't know how he's going to handle a debate on live TV with Donald Trump, which I believe the first debate is two weeks from tomorrow, Tuesday, the 29th. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, boys and girls. Next question. Oh, this is a great question. Um, why does Tom Brady suck so bad? <laughs> Man, look, uh, obviously I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, the New Orleans Saints beating the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers yesterday. It really warms my heart uh, to see Tom Brady lose. But look, man, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to drag Tom Brady yet. I just think it would be bad karma. <laughs> I don't believe in karma, but um I don't know. I feel like he's a uh, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division, if Tom Brady's in the Pro Bowl and they go deep into the playoffs, man. That's the thing. Like, he's just won too much too often for me to to count him out just yet. Obviously, he looked like crap in his uh, Buccaneers debut. Love to see it. But it's just too early, man. It's too early. I don't want to open my stupid mouth yet and have Tom Brady make me look like an idiot like next week when he throws for 450 and 4. Okay, so like I don't know, man. He's probably the best quarterback ever, so uh I I'd, I'd, I'd love them to go like 1 and 15 or something this year, but I don't know. Something tells me I should probably not crap on Tom Brady yet. Um, let's see next question. If you could change the president's vice president uh, for the next term, who would you pick and why? And why is J.J. Leahy so salty? <laughs> Doesn't he know I'm the king of the waiver wire? All right, so uh, it's a little inside baseball here, but this question is from Ty Travis, friend of the show uh, and part of the No Gimmicks podcast, Fantasy Football League, hashtag No Gimmicks League. Um, J.J.'s always mad because Ty picks up the guys he's targeting on the waiver wire. Uh, Ty literally won uh, the league last year with some brilliant waiver claims late in the year, including... Uh, picking up uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick off waivers uh, right before <clears throat> right before he went on that crazy run at the end of the year. Uh, and then Ty ended up uh, uh, winning the league. And like every guy he would he would pick up, like it was a guy that JJ was like one spot behind him on the waiver wire and, and he couldn't get him in yet. Anyway, so <laughs> that explains that half of the question. But uh, obviously I, I really like Mike Pence. You know, I think he's done a, a, a great job as VP. Um, and uh, he was kind of a, a big reason why I ended up voting for Trump in 2016. I was kind of skeptical, uh, and Pence kind of calmed my nerves a little bit. But let's say Pence resigns. Trump needs a new vice president. I'd go with somebody who, you know, 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty radical on, on policy. I'm pretty radical, you know, philosophically. But like when it comes to who I vote for, when it comes to politics, I'm pretty damn pragmatic, man. I'm an Ohio voter. You have to be pragmatic. So I'd, I'd go with somebody um, who I'd want to see become president. You know, somebody who I think would be a great president one day, but needs the name recognition. You know, needs to raise their profile. You know, Mike Lee, uh, the senior senator from Utah, comes to mind. Christy Noem. Um, the governor of South Dakota comes to mind. They're both, you know, libertarian-leaning conservatives, principled constitutional conservatives. Um, Lee may be the best senator we have. You know, Noam might might be the best governor we have. You know, so I'd love to see either one of them take a, a big step forward, forward towards becoming, you know, the leader of the free world. You know, obviously somebody like, you know, uh, uh, Thomas Massey I like, somebody like Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, I like those guys, but, you know. I'd love to see a guy like Mike Lee, who's terrific. You know, he's a constitutional scholar. Um, nobody knows who he is, though. So, like, you know, if he were VP or whatever, that that raises your profile big time. Obviously, Christy Nome, she got some uh, some heat, obviously, uh, from speaking at the RNC and stuff. Um, but you know, she's the governor of South Dakota. Like, you're not going from governor of South Dakota to the presidency. She would need to be like you know, VP, you know, Secretary of State, something like that to raise your profile first. So I'd love to see somebody like that, like an unknown superstar, you know, kind of get the spot uh, if Pence were to resign, which, of course, probably won't happen, but, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, That's all I got for today. Uh, Guys, thank you you guys so much for all the great feedback I've been getting. Thanks so much for all the uh, terrific uh, listener mail questions on Twitter over the last couple days. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.